Hello, human. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and I'm an evolutionary astrologer and a channel and an energy worker. And uh, at tdjacobs.com are channeled audio pieces, astrology courses, 16 books, programmed crystals. You're going to hear about one of them uh, tonight, and a bunch of other stuff. So go to tdjacobs.com and uh, check all of that out. Um, this... Okay, so recently a client asked me, a client who has a dendritic opal piece from me, a programmed one, asked me, have I done any other um, materials or recordings or whatever to explain more about how to work with them? And I said, no, I haven't. But then I thought a week later, really? I didn't? So anyway, tonight, now, a week or two later, a couple weeks later, I was looking for something on my hard drive, and I find this 17-minute um, audio thing that I recorded in September of 2016 after I picked up the, f the first set that I charged and then put up on my website uh, after the Denver Gem and Mineral Show in September. So anyway, so that's what you're going to hear today. The first couple of eh, three, four minutes are kind of Dear Diary, this is the, the deal where I found them, blah, blah, blah. But then it gets into a little bit of channeling as I kind of in a meditative space, I kind of, I'm holding a bunch of the stones, I think 11 of them, and then I'm um, asking questions and just kind of flowing and channeling with it. So it's not strictly the being I typically channel, Ascender Master Jehudi, but um, but anyway, there's some higher level info in here. So I hope you will uh, enjoy this, and um, these stones, these program, energetically programmed stones, are available at tdjacobs.com, the dendritic opal. There are at least a dozen at this point, including the new hematite. Um, but you can check uh, all those things out at tdjacobs.com. Okay, I'm going to get out of here. Bye. I'm sitting here with 11 pieces of uh, dendritic opal that I purchased at the Denver Gem Show recently. They're polished pieces. I bought some rough pieces, too, a few days beforehand. I was really drawn to it. And then... Toward the end of the show, I saw these tumbled, I don't know, spa flats. I don't know what they call them. I call them like spa wands or spa pieces. And they're just kind of, they're kind of flat things. I'm assuming uh, they think you're going to put them on people during a spa treatment. I don't know. Um, so I have these rough pieces I haven't touched yet. Usually I learn a lot about a stone by cutting and polishing it and spending hours, you know, working it into a handheld pieces, but I've been sitting with these um, these spa stones or polished pieces uh, off and on for a few days, and just kind of the, the, the process is to sit with them and put energy into them and feel the response, and then notice what's happening in my brain and body, my energy field, my emotions, but then I also will hold them while I do research on websites and in books about what people say about the stone. I do that for almost all the things that I work with, and I kind of look for what jumps out at me or what feels true. And um, when I first bought some of this, it was a small, uh, maybe two small rough pieces, and I and I made a cut and I um, polished the piece and carried it around with me. And if, I guess I had it in my head. It's called uh, dendritic opal, also called moss opal, sometimes moss agate, dendritic agate. Some person's made up a marketing scheme and calls it Merlinite, whatever. Um, but I, 
I had it in my head it was good for grieving, so I was playing around with it with that in mind. I didn't notice any effect. So uh, I don't know where I read that or how I got that into my head. Um, but I ended up leaving that when I was out of town at a place I stayed at through Airbnb. It turns out the people said to me, yeah, people leave crystals here all the time. We don't really know anything about them. And it turns out I had weirdly forgotten this piece that I'd had in my pocket that I was kind of in love with. So I did it too. So whatever, they're collecting crystal friends and they don't know what to do with them. Um, so, yeah, so I've been reading stuff the last few days and sitting with these stones off and on. And, I mean, just so mesmerized by them at the Denver Gem Show. I mean, I, I just absolutely taken aback by the Rough Rock and also by these polished pieces. And the, I bought the polished pieces from a Turkish guy uh, who's a geologist who turned uh, into a gem dealer, mineral dealer. And so he was able to talk about some of the um, different the things that are unique to the stones from Turkey, which was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, so these are from Turkey, and uh, I was just transfixed energetically and drawn in. So, so um, when I got back, I started doing research, and one of the things I read was something like people who are uh, separated from people who are in their hearts can help their hearts beat as one. And I was like, that sounds corny. But that's exactly what I experienced in Denver this last time, having these stones with me and starting to play with them, where I was really feeling in sync with, with my partner back in Arizona. Um, but now I was reading today, and I came across the thing that resonates as true. And this idea, dendritic opal, it's called that. Uh, dendrite uh, would be the Greek for tree, or tree-like. And I guess dendron is tree. And um, when you look at a piece of it, it's got these little tendrils uh, that are kind of like root systems or branches. And that's the idea. And so it's typically white. It's also got quartz, and it's gray, and it's got these black inclusions, which may actually be bluish or greenish or something. Um, so the effect is like this milky white thing with this marbling pattern that's unique. It's really, it's really quite beautiful. And um, I was coming across some information, and I was like, well, okay, what are these people saying about the Merlinite, this marketing gimmick? And the idea is that, essentially, the black creeps into the white. So consider the yin-yang symbol of two sides of you. It's important that they flow, that they work in concert. It's the first thing that made sense. Uh, it resonated as true. And I and I thought, you know, is this really about Merlin? Because Merlin is one of the faces of the being, one of the beings that channel, Jehudi, Thoth, St. Germain, a.k.a. Merlin. And there's a very specific kind of trickster, playful quality he brings through where he can disarm somebody in a matter of two or three questions uh, that really catches them off guard. And it's very gentle and subtle and clever. And, I, and I've worked with him off and on. Maybe I've brought him through maybe seven or eight times over the years and um, in different contexts, including the other day when I was doing a, a channeling energy work thing for a, a coaching client who's actually heard him before. Um, so I was wondering, is that, you know, should I talk to him? Should I put his energy in these stones? And that, that didn't seem right at all. So I just started charging them and just sitting with them and, and really feeling into that there are two sides of us. And some people will talk about masculine and feminine. Some people will talk about active-passive along those same lines. Some other people might talk about 
good and bad or healthy and unhealthy, um, good and evil. Uh, so as I'm sitting here meditating, what I'm getting that made me turn the recording on, turn the recorder on, is this idea of you flow more if you don't fight yourself. So if you can own that you have light and dark, if you can own that you cannot get away from certain parts of you, but you can adjust and upgrade your conceptions of, your judgments of, your relationships with these parts of you, then you can flow better. Some people say the stone is a stone of abundance, and that's where I think this comes from. I'm starting to get all this stuff kind of uh, dots connecting and tying all together into one story. So now I feel like I get it. It's not really about Merlin, but it represents this this alchemical thing that does have to do with Merlin. Um, alchemical, uh, you know, the whole process of trying to turn lead into gold, when it's externalized in 3D, you get stuck in these materialistic pursuits. If you can approach the various parts of you as necessary ingredients to express the divinity that you are, then it's an alchemical process. I talked, this is not a Plutonian stone. This is not intense. This is not drag me into the depths like Onyx does. Uh, this is not super intense and you know heavy. This is more a clarity of thought and vision that has to do with not bifurcating, not separating parts of myself, not splitting off part of myself. And the true magician and shaman, these are keywords that are used, shamanism is used quite a lot with this stone, but it's also overused in general. People like take a class and, and do a 40-minute drumming thing, um, and they call it journeying. I'm not putting all of it down, but there's a lot of like mass marketing of the stuff that is not true shamanism. It's not a lifestyle. It's like a journey, a meditation. Um, but the thing with Merlin is traveling between worlds, masculine and feminine, which is the basis of true magic and also like the sorcery that I do. I call it sorcery now. I'm a fucking Scorpio and I'm putting energy into stones and the stones are shipping out all over the world and radically changing people's lives. Like that's some sorcery. Um, but that requires being more or less balanced, masculine, feminine. It requires having access to both parts of you. So on that level, this shamanistic idea to travel between worlds, you have to be masculine and feminine. You have to own both parts of you. And again, you can look at that as active and passive, you know, directing and also receiving and giving and receiving, but also this image of light and dark and that you actually are all things as divine beings, as a divine being, you are not just light. This is, this is why I've never called myself a light worker because I'm a both lights worker. I'm a both colors. I'm a both sides worker. So is Jehudi, by the way, the same being who's known as Merlin, St. Germain, and Thoth. Uh, one of the deals is that he'll help anybody who asks for help. His, his mission is to support people in evolution as divine beings living as humans, no matter what they need. So he will talk to anyone. He will receive and entertain and answer questions from anybody. So some people who are taught in psychic schools, uh, who's who and what's what and what's going on, they're taught not to trust him 
and not to connect with him because he can't be trusted because he works with evil people too. So here's the deal. In your consciousness, there's both conscious and unconscious. In your energy field, there's both uh, love and gratitude and greed and hate. These are normal parts of being. You are not on one side, you're not on the good side if you do something right and feed that homeless kitten. You're not on the bad side if you blow that kitten off. You are on both sides all the time, and this is one of the secrets to accessing your power as a divine being. To know all parts of yourself, to own them, and then to behave in ways that work best for you, this is divine power. It's not to say that anything goes, it's to say that you need to trust your instincts on what feels true. If sometimes you do things that are not of the highest good, you are learning through that experience. This is the message from this this being that I'm talking about. Um, it's part of the experience you are learning through making choices. Goddess and God cannot, divinity cannot learn without cycling through all possibilities regarding human experience. So what's my motivation? What am I motivated by? Is this my ego getting off? Is this altruistic? Do I have judgments about ego? Do I have judgments about shaming ego? Do I think that being spiritual means not having an ego? And this being says, you're wrong. You must have ego, but you're encouraged to align ego with what's true. So you are in charge of your life. You are the center of your universe. And you are in the position of needing to trust that, that you are constantly emanating vibrations that make choices, that draw opportunities to you to make choices. You are in charge. And to some of you, he says, that sounds like the bad news because how do I know if I'll make the right choice? Stop judging what you do, but check the vibration and strive always to make better choices. That is the evolution of power as a divine being regarding you as a soul living as a human. So this is really interesting kind of energy. I didn't connect with it at first, and um, I'm really starting to feel this now, this, this thing. So you are light and dark, and actually forget those distinctions and say you have both parts within you. You have both motivations. You have both kinds of repertories. Making peace with the fact that you could do anything is, is actually a Plutonian thing I'm teaching uh, all the time now. But this is not Plutonian. This is more this clear, uh, grounded, open, peaceful recognition that you could do anything. There's nothing wrong with you because you have anger sometimes. There's nothing wrong with you because you feel sadness. There's nothing wrong with you because you are a multitude of energies. You are a complexity. You're a comp complex system. There's nothing wrong with you. You have all sides of everything within you. When you truly get this, you can own the divine power to lovingly create. If you fear parts of you, you are not truly creative. You are not possibly truly loving. If you shame or guilt or deny certain parts of you, the part who needs attention, the part who is sexual and sensual, the part who wants to say no to people, the part of you that really wants something that 
most of you doesn't think you have the right to have or thinks is out of your reach. The part of you that wants to make a difference in the world. You must own all these parts of you and shame nothing within you, but keep everything in check by checking the vibration. This is not this is this is a sort of in line with the teaching of um, do what thou wilt, but with a different flavor, not with a detached vibe that kind of comes with this moderately sociopathic uh, flavor of disconnection from how things affect other people. Um, but but you are learning through making choices. Are you allowing yourself to make choices? What that requires is listening to all parts of you, weighing what they say, honoring that each different part of you has a feeling, a thought, a contribution, and then making the choice that's aligned with what is true for you and letting what truth you're aligned with evolve and change and upgrade over time as you learn through making choices. One of the things that Jehudi Merlin Thoth St. Germain is constantly saying through me is, You have to make choices. You're learning through making choices. You are a work in progress. You're a divine being who is learning about making choices through making many choices. So it comes up all the time in, in the third chakra teaching a context of do you judge yourself because you did what looks like a mistake? Or are you willing to see yourself as a work in progress? People with a strong Virgo signature. This comes up all the time in channeled readings and healings, uh, at least in my practice, because they're, they're, they'll hold themselves accountable for something that went wrong decades ago. Or they'll judge themselves so harshly for something that they are just a feature of how they're wired as, as a person, uh, as people. And you have the choice to view yourself as a work in progress or not. You cannot embrace divine power of becoming embodying love if you judge parts of you it's the main message for this so this alchemical internal not weird esoteric materials turn trying to turn lead into gold literally it's turning the heaviness of internal separation and judgment into something amazing which is the power to create through absolute self-knowledge and unflinching self-acceptance. So you have the power to make any choice. Are you willing to cease being afraid of this? This is a question that comes with this stone. Okay. I think that's it for today. <laughs>